The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for... The education you need to have a successful real estate investing experience. Today we're going to talk about our political situation, our uh, our system, our elections are coming up, and we're going to discuss with uh, one of the nation's best-known real estate-related political experts, Uh, some of the things that you need to be paying attention to in the upcoming elections and questions that you should be asking your candidates. But before we get started with that very important topic, a couple of quick announcements. The Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati has its second meeting for the month of August. Tomorrow evening, the early meeting at 6 o'clock is entitled, Will Your Lease Hold Up? And the question is... Will it hold up in court? Because uh, we have uh, several of the local magistrates from eviction court coming to talk about mistakes that they see landlords making in uh, trying to do evictions over things that their lease doesn't allow, trying to enforce lease clauses that are not legal, and so on. So if you're a landlord and you're going to be in the Cincinnati area tomorrow evening at 6, that would be a good place to be. Uh, The main meeting at 7.30 is how to make big bucks in estate deals. Uh, This one is about how to find properties that are unwanted because they have been inherited by sometimes folks who are out of state, sometimes by charities who literally want to turn them into cash, sometimes just by folks who... uh, inherited a property and now they need to get rid of it. So the probate process will be discussed as will some of the pros and cons and challenges of investing in probate properties. That's at the 730 main meeting. As always, the location is the Community Action Agency Center at Swifton Commons, aka Jordan Crossing. It's at the corner of Seymour and Redding in the Bond Hill area here in Cincinnati. And All are welcome. And speaking of upcoming events, the bazillionth annual Ohio Real Estate Investors Association National New Strategy Summit is coming up in November. This year it is November 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th here in Cincinnati at the Great Wolf Lodge and Water Park. There will be over 15 experts from all over the United States giving presentations throughout the four days on topics ranging from commercial real estate to 
how to buy notes and mortgages to how to make money on cheap houses and expensive houses and over leveraged houses and how to flip them and how to do mobile homes. I mean, it's a very, very wide range of expertise there at our local associate or at our, uh, at our event uh, from all locations around the United States. Uh, you'll get to hear more about that coming up at the WMKV Fund Drive, but I want you to mark your calendars now because this is an event that a number of our listeners attended last year and got rave reviews because it's four days of education and motivation and just getting away and focusing on what you want to do in your real estate business for the rest of 2012 and beyond. Again, those dates are November 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th in Cincinnati. If you're listening to us from outside the greater Cincinnati area, uh, book some tickets. Uh, While we are waiting for today's guest to arrive, uh, we're going to clean up a couple of questions that came in from listeners after the program was over, over the last two weeks. Uh, And again, um, I always warn you all that if you send a question in at 5.53 p.m., chances are it's not going to arrive in my inbox until... Uh, well after the program is over, but some things that uh, that, that folks made as questions and comments. Uh, Anera from Lawrenceburg, Indiana, who is a longtime real-life real estate listener and a WMKV supporter, says, uh, Jim and Vina were talking about joining real estate investment association groups. And a lady emailed and said that she didn't join because she felt unwelcome and that they were cliquish. A good way to fix this is to volunteer to help out the board and the association. They'll appreciate the help and you'll be able to meet people while you work with them. And that is great advice, Anera, because most real estate investors associations are on a constant hunt for volunteers and manpower and can we get someone to come and come and man the table at five o'clock in case someone arrives early? And can we get someone to check people in? And can we get somebody to volunteer for a lot of, a lot of real estate associations do like weekend cleanup projects with in association with other nonprofit groups and uh, so on. So yes, that is a great idea. And uh, not, not along the lines of if you can't beat them, join them. Because again, uh, the point that both Jim and I made about that was that they were uh, that most boards were in fact most boards and groups were in fact not clickish. It just often appears that way to people who are walking in for the first time and they see folks huddled around tables, probably talking about deals, and they think, "Well, their body language says I can't join." A uh, question uh, from Paul in Greenville, South Carolina. He says, I'm an avid podcast listener and Vina evangelist. <laughs> Vina doesn't actually have a religion, but I appreciate what I think the thought was there. Uh, he says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, please read all three of those on the air. <laughs> you and your guests have saved me thousands in the past five years, covering tons of topics I was not interested in at the time. But as I grew my business, it became valuable. 
Uh, He says, uh, weeks ago, Jim briefly mentioned renovating long-term rentals with durable products. Today, I read an ad for an electric water heater with a plastic tank, which was double the price I typically pay. Have you had any experience with this type of product? Uh, Paul, I have not had any experience with that type of product. Uh, Most of the properties that we have here in the greater Cincinnati area that I would have dealt with are natural gas we, we don't uh, there's some homes here that run entirely off of electric but it's uh it's it's a little bit rare and i'm not sure what the pros and cons of that type of product would be however i will throw it out there to listeners to say if you've had experience with these electric water heaters with plastic tanks and i think the question is in regards to their durability and are they worth twice the price uh, go ahead and send us an email Go to askvina at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-V like in Victor, E-N-A at gmail.com. And uh, we won't mention any product names, but if someone's got some experience that could help out Paul, let us know. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and today we are talking about politics, only we're not going to sit here and debate politics or candidates or whatever. We are going to discuss uh, some things that you should probably be asking your candidates, because this is a this is a big election year and not just because of the presidential election but also because uh, there's a lot of stuff that's being decided at the state and county and local levels that could really affect not just your business as a real estate investor or landlord but the housing market in general and as we have all learned in the past five years The health of the housing market uh, has a lot to do with the health of the overall economy. Here to help us discuss this issue of what should we be doing proactively now while our candidates are still listening to us is Charles Tassel of Lobby Works. Charles has been a guest here on Real Life Real Estate uh, a number of times when we have political discussions. We typically call in Charles because he has spent a lot of years working as that sort of intermediary go-between representative lobbying person uh, for both small landlords and also Charles uh, larger owners of, of properties apartment association type Correct. folks as we as we like to call them and uh, you know I think I think Charles it's it's easy for the typical real life real estate listener who they might do one rehab a year and sell it. They might do 50 rehabs a year and sell it. They might own one single family home. They might own 150 single family homes, but they don't always consider themselves to be very affected by what's going on in the law right up until the time <laughs> that somebody proposes that they pay $120 a unit a year to have licenses in in a particular city um have you found it difficult to get these folks as interested in what's going on as they should be well once that moment of that licensing costs their path you can bet they're interested up until that point um 
a lot of people like to, I mean, we're focused on business and that's really where our associations can benefit us. Um, having a good liaison, um, good government affairs group that kind of handles those things for the whole group, that becomes very effective. The problem is you got to make sure you've got at least a few people doing that. And it's, it's one of those things, if you don't have somebody watching, then the foxes get in the hen house. And the next thing you know, they're coming after your eggs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, we had, uh, as you know, uh, Charles, we had an attorney from EPA here who was explaining a whole bunch of, of changes in the federal policies in regards to enforcement of, of, with lead paint disclosures and, uh, you know, things that we learned back in 96 when we were all excited about this have now changed. And we had so many real life real estate listeners who wrote and said, I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. So not only are we not getting involved with that process as it's happening, we're not even staying informed of things after they have already happened because where can you go to do that? I mean, it's not like it shows up on the front page of the Inquirer when landlord licensing is passed. Well, it's just like you mentioned earlier. It's about those associations because that's really where you can get the information at. If you aren't involved or aren't participating, you really are kind of doing the ostrich issue and putting your head in the sand. And it's just a matter of time before at, what is it, $37,500 per fine, and you can have multiple fines on a single page, those can sink you real fast. Whether you're doing one rehab or 150, whether you own or rent or whatever, those kind of, you know, I'll say attention getters from the government are are very strong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yet, as you said, so many of us are, we're doing, we're, 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 we're turning over units, we're getting them rented, we're dealing with rent collection, we're acquiring the next property, we're trying to find money in this market. And some of us also, in addition to that, have full-time jobs. Yes. So, so the idea of, you know, one more level of involvement, okay, and now I have to go do what? I have to go question all of my candidates about how they stand on things. Uh, you mentioned the idea of, of real estate associations having legislative committees or even some of them are even large enough that they have hired professional mm-hmm. uh, representation. Uh, if 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 we've got folks out there who maybe are not a member of a group or they're a member of a group and they're not hearing anything from their group about this <laughs> sort of thing, uh, what would you suggest? What does that look like? What, is, what, are these, what do these committees and so on look like? Well, the first part is start asking the questions because whether we're paying attention or not, the government is continuing to move forward, whether it's at the municipal level, at the state level, or even at the federal level. And while there's not new laws necessarily being passed, there's new regulations and tweaks and changes to that. And we've got to be attentive and pay attention to it because, as I say, ignorance of the law is no excuse. So pulling together, even just a few people can gather together, follow up, and really the first level is we call it just monitoring, watching what's occurring, tracking the different bills, um, sometimes that tracking can be as simple as getting on your le- your websites. Uh, Kentucky, for example, has a great website that actually you can do tracking. Anything that comes up to these keywords, it'll automatically throw the bill up so you can read it and you can follow the process of that bill. Now, a lot of bills in a lot of states, there's a lot of bills that come up and they're never going to see the light of day. And that's part of where you kind of learn the difference between what's really moving versus being chicken little and panicking over every bill that comes up because Somebody put something forward that they knew wasn't going anywhere, but it's ridiculous on paper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just to throw some examples out there for you, because I know there's still people listening to us from, you know, Greenville, South Carolina and saying, 
oh, well, you know, Greenville doesn't ever do anything. I don't have to worry about this. This isn't my issue. And of course, uh, the Carolinas recently passed some of the most heinous anti uh, creative finance laws ever seen in the United oh. States. So, so, so Greenville might not, not have been a great example. But um, here are some things that our lobbyists are tracking in the state of Ohio. These are these are bills that are out there. They're they've been suggested. They've 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 been numbered. So like they're official and they're being discussed in committee and so on. There are actually about thirty five total that would affect to some extent our real estate businesses. But highlights. SB 172 would allow landlords to go after the state tax refunds of tenants who haven't paid their rent. I think we'd be in favor of that, perhaps. Um, uh, SB 202 clarifies the laws in Ohio regarding trespassers, because right now, uh, a trespasser can basically break into your empty house, uh, kill himself by stealing your plumbing somehow, and you would be liable for that because trans- trespassers are not treated any differently for liability purposes right now than someone who was living in the property. This would clarify that law, and if somebody you know cuts your wiring and gets electrocuted and they're trespassing, uh, that's, uh, that's not your issue. Uh, there's a couple of scrap metal issues in front of the state right now. The one that I absolutely love is the one that would prevent uh, scrap metal dealers from receiving copper pipe from anyone who didn't have a plumber's license. I love that one. Or HVAC scrap from anyone who didn't have an HVAC license. Boy, (laughs) that would, uh, I'm not saying it would shut down the copper theft, but I'm saying it would make it a lot, lot harder to pass that stuff off. There's a couple of bills that would create tax credits for landlords for improving energy efficiency or for renovating properties to be handicapped accessible. I bet you that our real life real estate listeners in Ohio did not know any of that before right now. Oh, and that's just that's just five of, of the 15 here that I picked out that I thought were super important. So and multiply that across the country in each state. And that's just at the state level. The, the interesting thing is we actually have a few proactive ones Typically, we're on the defensive. A lot of what we have to do is kill bills. And, and that's where finding out where legislators stand, e- even in principle, on different issues. And that's one step. But the other step is reaching out to them so that they know who you are to follow up with you afterwards. Excellent point. And that is why now, I mean, August, everybody, every every level of elected official who's standing for election in November is really ramping up their campaigns. They're pressing a lot of flesh and they are at least pretending to listen to, to voters. This is a great time for you as a, as a property owner, as a renovator, as to get in front of these people and have your say. And, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about the idea of maybe, uh, holding events where these folks can can come and do their little stump speeches and so on but they're already holding them you can go you you can find out who your state representative is and there will be probably a whole list of fundraisers and events he's having uh and you can just go to one that already exists you don't even have to go through this now we don't want to encourage people to walk into one of those things and vent all of their frustration about what's happening. What? So let, let's say I was. Let's say I, I saw that um, my candidate was doing a wine and cheese party, and I 
paid my 25 bucks or whatever and went there. What sort of what sort of elevator speech should I have for my candidate? The, the, the short version to it is you tell them who you are, that you're in their district with either as a as a business owner or a resident or both. That's the wonderful situation. And then let them know that you are a small business owner and this is the kind of business you have and you're interested in supporting them. You'd like to find out more about them. You know, you're evidently obviously involved somewhat because you're showing up at one of their events. Mm-hmm. Now, you can invite them to your events as well, in which case you can still. It's the same elevator speech. You're letting them know that you're a business owner and you're involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you, Charles, over the years have created a lot of uh, what I'm going to call candidate questionnaires. And these are typically one-page uh, lists of questions. And I've noticed in reading some of yours, and we did send them out, by the way, to the real-life real estate listeners who are who are on our email list, uh, some of the questions are truly asking for information. Some of them are, are you pro or con SB203? Some of them are a little bit more leading <laughs> questions, if you will. Let, let, let's talk a little bit about the use of these things, why, why you're asking the questions you're asking, and what it is you're hoping for from these candidates. Well, and, and let's, let's kind of look at this as if the group has said, you know what, we're going to put together a questionnaire, and we're going to provide information to our membership. You can provide that information by asking. One of the things I like to ask, has the elected official actually ever run a business? Have they ever managed a business? Do they know what it means to make payroll? You know, that's some of the most basic questions, because if they've got if they've done that, they're understanding us a lot better than some of the others. I'll put it that way. Now, once you get to that point, you can also say, you know what, there's information I want to make sure that they understand, especially if it's very um, an issue that's been a hard fought battle over the last couple of years. Uh, For example, I like to use lead and lead paint as a question to talk about the drop in lead poisoning levels from 76 to 2004, 2002, and how it's dropped by, you know, from 80% down to 2 and 3%. Mm-hmm. And those are double counts and recounts. But when you start talking about those kind of things, then they go, oh, okay, so there's not really a need for this. And if somebody does present a, a, a bill or legislation, I should probably talk to these guys about it because they're concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what you're letting them know. Here's some areas of issues that we're concerned about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just just looking at some of the questions from that uh, we sent out to the listeners as samples, one of them was, "Will you commit to refrain from negative campaigns about rental properties?" That's an interesting one because at the local level, at the city level, mm-hmm. many times city council people uh, get a lot of mileage out of, "Oh, these these stupid landlords, they're pulling all this money out of our city and they won't maintain their properties and if we could just get them under control." And of course, they're focusing on eight bad properties in their little city of 8,000 people and saying that all landlords are like that. So, that's a that's an interesting question. Now, now, now let me ask you this. Once once this candidate who fills this out and sends it back to you uh, is elected, if he does, if he said, "Oh yeah, sure, of course I'll refrain for it from it," and the next thing you know, it's uh, you know, let's let's just take all the houses away from landlords, like in San Bernardino. Um, let's uh, let's uh, license everybody. Do you do you ever make a call back and say, "Hey, do you, you know?" Want- it's it's interesting you <laughs> mentioned that. I appreciate that because there's actually one of the things I like to do is have everybody sign these so that it's the candidate actually signing it. And we had actually had an issue where 
there was a property tax increase, and we had been on the table previously. So we'd asked all the council members to, and all the candidates, they signed on it, and I knew exactly where it was. It should be a seven to two vote. Well, as it came up to, this issue came up to a vote, I came in with copies of them and said, I just want to thank everybody because I know this issue is going to fail as far as a tax increase because I have all of your signatures saying that you're not going to support this. <laughs> and let me tell you, the mayor started laughing. A couple of the council members kind of got green. And I said, you know, the other two council members who had said no, I appreciate your honesty on it. And that's where they were still at. And as I turned around, there was a local paper saying, can I have a copy of those? <laughs> So, awesome. And, and, and you bet, you know what? That tax issue failed. That, that tax increase failed. So Excellent, excellent. All right, we need to take a quick break. We're talking today about uh, questions you or maybe you should be talking to your local uh, uh, Real Estate Investors Association or Apartment Association or uh, whatever the group is in your area about asking these questions. And this isn't something you can put off, okay, folks? It is, it's August. <laughs> the, the, the elections are coming up in November. And this is important stuff. We're also going to take your questions and comments at 877-772-9658 or at askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Charles Tassel. He's with Lobby Works, and over the past, uh, geez, Charles, how long have I known you? 15 years? It's been a long time. Uh, we've we've had a lot of conversations about some things that have come up at the local level here, at the county level, the state level, and he's even pretty gosh darn knowledgeable about what's happening at the federal level. So um, we decided to have a show about being proactive about this because it seems like a lot of times, Charles, when we bring you on, it's because something something bad is happening and we need to like jump on it and sign petitions and all that kind of stuff. This is a time when there's not a lot going on legislatively because of the campaigns, but a good time to get known right. by your candidates. Raising that visibility is important and, and inviting candidates in. Candidates want to get in front of people. And when you say business owners, they definitely want to get in front of those. So when you open up an event and invite them in, they will come. They will outnumber your number of people that show up sometimes. Um, but that's a good thing because what you're doing is you're getting yourself on the radar so that after the election – they come back to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, here's a question that just came in from Jody, who lives in Williamstown, Kentucky. Uh, Jody says, to my knowledge, we do not have a real estate investing association within a 50-mile radius of where I live. However, there is a lot going on, particularly at the county level, regarding development. And I would like to let our local politicians know that there are folks out here who care about that who are not big developers. Are these questionnaires something that I could hand in myself or that I could perhaps get an informal group together, name it something, and send in the questionnaire? So in other words, can she just say, oh, we're the Williamstown landlords something, something, something. Here's our questionnaire. Correct. And actually, that's one of, it gets, kind of gets the issue of whether you're I'll call it a non-entity and just your local group that wants to do something versus a 501c3 or a c4 or even a c6. And, and the differences are really whether you're doing policy or politics and whether you're passing out information or endorsements. The questionnaires are really designed to get the information together, not make a decision on it, but hand it out and an educated, well-intended well audience, our membership, will actually read it, look at it and say, you know what? 
wow, this person supports this. I can't support that. And it just lets the lets the readers be informed. And that's, let's face it, an informed uh, voting audience is really what we need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, because I, I, I can guarantee you I could walk into most real estate associations in the country right now and say, how do, how do your two mayoral candidates stand on the issue of fining landlords for the tenants setting out the garbage on the wrong day, which is an actual issue. We have very much. We have places all over the country where the landlord gets a $200 fine if the tenant sets out his garbage a day early or doesn't pick up his can or doesn't put it in. I mean, seriously, these are the kind of issues that truly cost us money. They are silly. You know, find the guy who did it wrong. Don't find the guy because who has the money or you think has the money. Um, or, or the easiest one to reach. Easiest one to find. Exactly. Or the one that the one that's most collectible because they've got a property you can ju- you can put a lien against. But uh, your 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 questionnaire here, and I, I'm I'm going back to just what we sent out to to listeners, and let me let me say, uh, if you're a listener and you were not on our email list and did not get it, uh, go ahead and send me an email at askbean at gmail dot com, and I'll pop it over to you because this is important stuff. Uh, you you ask questions like how important are property rights on a scale of one to ten, and then here here's my favorite one, question number thirteen. Do you commit to working with the Apartment Association before passing legislation regarding real estate? And that that sounds like a very a very pushy question, but uh, our experience in in some of the local cities here has been that the politicians don't think to do that. It's not that they would. It's not that they wouldn't want the input of the local RIA group or local investors for the Gallon Williamstown. You know, will you commit to working with local investors in this might be a good question. They don't think to do it because they don't know who we are. That's correct. And part of what this does is, like I said, it kind of raises your visibility. So you're in there, especially when realistically, politicians are very malleable at this moment. They, they want to hear things. So when an impression is made on them and they sign, yes, I will listen and work with you. Um, if they have staff, they'll put that in there. You know, and the staff know, yeah, I, I want to follow up with these guys. Um, and, and what happens is you get raised higher on the radar. You become on the radar. Um, we always like to say, you know, if you're not at the table, you're on the table when legislation is <laughs> going on. So it, it's one of those things where this kind of a question kind of burns in their memory. Oh, yeah, I promised I'd work with these guys. So before we bring this legislation out to public, maybe we should actually talk to them a little bit. And let me tell you, I always feel like if I'm at a committee meeting, about a bill, whether it's the first, second, or third hearing, and I didn't know about it before then, I've already lost. Mm-hmm. I should already have had that conversation. Our tweaks and changes should be in there. They should all know our opinion on it before it ever comes out public. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, we've had uh, we've had whole shows here on Real Life Real Estate with you uh, about about how it happens that someone who has a beef gets the ear of the city councilman or the state representative or their their legislator, and their beef is the law that gets written and that you know many times the the other side just doesn't even get heard until it's going onto the table for the first for the first hearing at the full city council and and at that point as you say uh you've pretty much lost it so uh, being able to get to the table uh super important stuff and again great time right now to get that commitment right and that's where even whether it's it's a small group of people who just say you know what we want to get this information and letting them letting the officials know this is going to be put out public that's all 
you know, we're not trying to embarrass anybody. It's just we want to know your opinions on these issues. Where do you stand? Um, some people will actually, some organizations will actually run it in the newsletter. Some will actually run it in the local newspaper. Um, City Beat, for example, locally actually has who's, who endorses and supports different candidates. Um, and, and just because you take their information doesn't mean you need to go to the next step of doing endorsements. But that can be a next tier. Now, for groups that are just a group of people, I wouldn't recommend doing endorsements. Just do, you know, because that starts getting into PAC, PAC legislation and rules and laws and such. You don't want to necessarily go there. But C3s, 501C3s who are nonprofits and are typically very skittish with the IRS rules, don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into politics at all. We can't touch it. That's not true. They can provide information. And what you're asking about is where do you stand on these policies? And then providing that information out there. That is not a violation of IRS rules. That is actually a, a good service to provide for your members. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can just I can just hear the 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 folks all around the country who belong to associations and are saying that's yeah our our association doesn't do anything politically. I'm going to go make them do it. May I suggest that instead of you going to make them do it, you go to them and say I'd like to spearhead this because <laughs> you're talking we're talking about a, you know short time span here where you know you just got to identify the the folks put together a questionnaire again uh, we can send a, a sample to you you get it out there you take it back to the group a lot of times the reason that groups aren't doing this is as you said the concern about c3 status but also because they one person's totally in charge of getting the newsletter out and one person's totally in charge of getting the beatings programmed and one per, and they just don't have time so well and, and this is actually a pretty easy process because your local parties will actually help you get this out if you provide it to them especially in today's digital age if you email this to the both parties and say will you email this to your 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 different candidates that are running this year and with a simple email or fax number for them to send this back, then they can respond back very simply. And instead of trying to track down every candidate, you're sending out two emails and your job's taken care of until they start coming back in. And then you're just consolidating the information. Hmm. Nice. Nice. And and let me also say on this, there's no copyright, please. There's no, this is pure (laughs) genius by any means. It's, this is just elbow grease over the years. And as the issues change and there will be different issues in different areas, Add them in there. Change things out. See how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually trying some of the 1 through 10 to see how that works. And one of the questions you always have is when somebody self-identifies, I'm strong on this. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, And how you word it can really change on how they, what they respond at. Mm-hmm. We need to take a quick break. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. You can send in your questions or comments about getting in front of your candidates, getting your questions answered, and getting that information out to other real estate investors who vote. You can call us at 877-772-9658, or you can send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today, Charles Tassel. And we are talking about um, this being a really good time to get in and get in front of your candidates and let them know who you are. And, and, and by the way, Charles, um, there, there's going to be people out there who are, who are going to be very tempted to only get in front of the candidate of their party when, in fact, might be a good idea as an association to get in front of both sides of of, of the both ones that might win <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing remember the thing about politics is that it's all cyclical one side's on top then the other side's on top it, it goes back and forth and 
the other side, one of the points that's very interesting is making sure that you have both sides represented in your association. And sometimes it may be hard to find one side in an association, but having those recommend having those people in there is highly recommended. Um, what can happen is an election can go very odd, and another side takes over. And if it's you know if your group is all Democrats and suddenly the Republicans are in charge, you know you can be on the outs. Versus if you are, hey, we've got Republicans and Democrats, we're business owners, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't matter which side is in charge. They know that they're trying to reach out to you because you're long term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Steve just sent me an email to remind me to mention that Cincinnati Rhea actually has a candidate night uh, coming up on the fourth Monday of the month. So it's the 27th uh, out at the Smoke restaurant out there on uh, on 275 and that that is open to all real estate investors. We would love to have uh, folks come and just 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 sometimes bodies in the room. You don't even necessarily That's, have to talk to these people. <laughs> well, and, and part of that is, is is when the representative goes, representative of the membership group or association goes up later on to speak with them, they think back, well, was that three people sitting in the room or was that a packed out room? Wow, that was a packed out room. I need to listen to what they say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. And and uh, just, just for the information of other group leaders or folks who are from groups who are now going to go to their group leaders and pile another thing on top of them, uh, this was an event where we invited all the candidates from all the parties mm-hmm. in at the county races for the three counties around here, the state rep races for the affected areas, and um, the city, some of the city folks as well. And uh, the way this works, I was not directly involved in in setting this one up, but basically you send out invitations and say, "Hey, we're doing this thing, and we expect this many people, and this is what the audience is going to be." and I'm always amazed at how many of the candidates will show up for that. Very much so. They they're looking for opportunities to get involved and, and see and be see and be seen. I'll put it that way. Um, if you've been a candidate and you go through their routine, they go through a lot of meetings where there's three people, and they show up. It's supposed to be this great community event, and there's eight people. Mm-hmm. So when they come in front of a number of business owners who are active, who engage them, and even if it's only three to five of them that actually engage, but there's a room full of twenty of them. They have a multiplier effect in their head where they go, each one of them represents probably 10 votes. By the time they have family, some coworkers, workers, employees, suddenly they're, they're talking to a large group of people, and that impacts them directly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very true. And uh, uh, Cincinnati RIA has done these over the years. I know the Apartment Association is very big into these uh, events. And again, if you're, if you're not a member, find something to tag on to. And ideally, it would be in a group of other people who are doing the same thing you are, even if that's not, uh, uh, you know, if, you're, if you if you go to a, a, a fundraiser with the, um, I don't know, National Oil Paint Artists of America, and you just go up and start talking about how you're a real estate investor, that might make less sense than if you're in a, in a room full of other real estate investors. But um, yes, we've had uh, candidate nights where candidates that were were so anti landlord and so anti investor and like 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 we knew this because they'd already been on city mm-hmm. council or the county commissioners or whatever still showed up and I admired their bravery and at the same time I felt like uh, it gave them an opportunity to um, to backpedal and to mm-hmm. <laughs> to talk a little bit about how they were going to do things differently if they were elected in the next round. And a lot of times that's the case. It gives them a chance to go, wow, I really shouldn't have 
maybe gone that. That was a little farther than I expected, overreach. How can I work with these guys again in the future? And what you'll find is across party lines, I, I found that typically elected officials, they've done something well or to get in that position to run. They've typically got a property or a house or something extra, and they're running it out. Sort of a unique chance. We have a lot of elections converging in this November that uh, only converge every few years. Uh, treat, uh, be a professional. Correct. Don't don't go in and jump down that city councilman's throat about something that he said in a meeting eighteen months ago. This is this is this is time to hear and see and be seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally, do it with a group. Correct. But there are all sorts of opportunities right now for people to go and be at fundraisers, be at rallies, be at things where they can meet their candidates. Uh, the questionnaire, which we've talked about um, to, to, to some extent, again, we will send it out to folks. If you did not receive it, uh, send me an email at askvena at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-V-E-N-A at gmail.com. And uh, we talked about uh, how it's actually very easy for even an individual working with a group to get these out because the parties will apparently distribute them. And 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 don't forget, you know, especially if you're from California, like Bettina is, there are other parties other than. <laughs> Make sure the Green true. Party gets it, the Libertarian Party gets it. The <laughs> Cover all the spectrum. That's it. Yes, do the do do the whole nine yards. Now, uh, in regards to those questionnaires, uh, the one that we're going to send was was is sort of specific to, somewhat specific to the local area. There's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of questions on there that a lot of people would ask. But uh, obviously, some some folks are going to want to change things for their if they've got something they got landlord licensing coming up or they've got a, a big building code change or we're gonna we're gonna double the price of pulling a permit or all that uh, any, anything like that. Uh, obviously, they would need to put different questions in there what is the maximum length of a questionnaire that a candidate's really likely to answer once you start i try to keep it to a single page for at least the questions um once you start reaching past 15 20 questions you're not getting much anywhere Mm -hmm. um and the other side is try to keep as many specific yes no as you can but leave a couple or an open line for additional comments because otherwise you've clamped them into maybe too narrow of a slot and they can't Mm -hmm. answer everything fully Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Do people know that you killed your wife? Yes. No. Wait. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And and uh, you don't have essay questions on there, I notice. You don't have, yeah. like, uh, describe to me in, in detail what it is you believe about private property rights. Yeah, they're, they're more than willing to go on and on and on and, and really keeping them to a limited amount so that you can get this information out to everybody else and make sense of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so folks, if you're interested in doing that, do send me an email at askvina at gmail.com. It's, uh, it's, it's really interesting the way these questions are, are posed. Uh, and, and Charles, you actually, you actually had names for each of them, that there's, uh, there's blind questions. That you're asking straight up for information. I'm not telling you where I stand on this issue. I want to know your opinion on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have rating questions like that. On yeah. a scale of 1 to 10, how do you think, how important do you think property uh, rights are and your wording of that question can really make a difference in how it is it's, it's a standard polling mm-hmm. and then you have your leading questions which were the ones i enjoyed about uh lead paint poisoning dropped from 88.6 percent in 1978 to 1.6 percent today do you believe that we should be spending a lot of extra money on on additional regulation and then uh, you mentioned the uh the open and closed questions the yes and no versus yeah and that can be the simple question of, do you support licensing? Do you support licensing at X dollars? 
you know, do you understand that the impact of those dollars changes the impact of what it costs to rehab a property or the cost of rent? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. Well, folks, I hope we've inspired you to go out and um, and and it just 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 make a commitment to go to one of your candidates' rallies or to send out this questionnaire to just your city council candidates or whatever you need to do because. Real estate investors, particularly small real estate investors, are a huge part of any local economy. They're a huge part of the provision of affordable housing. And yet, I promise you, your candidates don't know who you are. So let's get them that information. Send an email to askvina.com. Uh, sorry, askvina at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much, Charles, for providing your you. uh, experience and uh and and all of your 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 long your long earned skills in this today and we will be back next week to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing until then happy investing <music>